Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Mo Quick. This is The Mo Show. And I started this podcast because I have so much confidence in you. I know that you can grow to be your best self. You just need a little bit of help. So we cover all areas of life from health to wealth. I'll bring in authors from great books I know you should read. We're going to talk about your mental, your physical. So today we're going to go with the wealth. I brought in a really dope guy. His name is Jay Morrison, and he has grown such a legacy. Something like a real estate girl. Hey, Jay Morrison, how you doing? I'm well, thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm popping these in Leonard Street. Slick! <laughs> yeah, your name comes often, especially when we went through so much turmoil going back and forth. Um, You know, when we had to riot, going crazy. Even before the riots, hell, I remember hearing about you when we had to boycott and shut down Houston's, if we I'm sure not mistaken. Did. Yeah, they wasn't acting right. We had to. We had like, to for real, all, they're all gone now. They're like, not there anymore. They won't exist. <laughs> on, on Linux Road, they're gone. So, with that being said, Put let's talk down. about the transfer of this wealth. Now you have a whole, I'm going to call it a mantra or a movement that you're starting. Yes. Tell us about it. Well, the movement's been started the last 10 years. I've been on this financial crusade, uh, just figuring out how to repair our people. And how to get us ahead, right? I hate being in the last place. Yeah. And what I'll, you know, I do like it. I like being black. But whatever, if I didn't, I'm still black. <laughs> you can't change it. I can't change it. And our team has been in the last place for every year on year for the last 450 years. So yeah. I'm like, listen, team, let's huddle up. Let's come up with a game plan. Let's figure out how we actually catch up in the race called wealth. So mm. um, we at the Legacy Center here in Atlanta, Georgia, we've launched so many initiatives, corner classes, the black house we've built, the Tulsa Real Estate Fund all kind of initiatives, books, 12-step real estate, book lord of my land, all that. So we said, let's create a comprehensive movement of how we transfer wealth to our next generation to bridge the wealth gap in real life. Man, so not only, as you can hear, not only is he an author, but you're also in charge of a huge real estate game here in Atlanta. Yes. Like, how much do you and your company own, and what? give us an idea of what it looks like, um, if you could even... Yeah, sure. So we have about $9 million in real estate assets. Uh, we have a 30,000-square-foot Class A commercial building called the Legacy Center in East Point. Which you just spoke about. Yes, right. A media space, production space. Come lease our space, LegacyCenter.com. Wow. Uh, we also have 98 units in Macon, Georgia, an apartment complex. Uh, we also privately lend. So we've uh, lent on 14-unit complexes. We've lent on uh, private mortgages all throughout the country. So we help uh, black developers actually get private capital, raise private capital, and syndicate deals all throughout the country. Wow, that is so crazy. And I'm going to assume just by, I don't know, I'm not going to say because you look like it, but I'm going to assume you don't look like what you've been through. Am I, I right? Look like a, uh, God's grace is all on me. Okay, because I can feel the energy that you've been through a lot, but I can't tell by looking at you, and I definitely can't tell by hearing what you've accomplished. And both those things is something I teach in the Legacy Center University, which we call verbal appearance and physical appearance, right? So my how I speak, how I present myself, you won't know that by age 21, I was a three-time felon. Mm. By age 21, wow. I served two and a half years in prison. Mm. That I've had I faced 15 years and three years to life in prison for drug trafficking. That by 25, I left the streets of Newark, New Jersey, selling heroin to my community. That I grew up on welfare, WIC, Section 8. That I went to alternative school and dropped out of high school at 16. Mm. So here I am, the fund manager of the largest black-owned real estate crowdfund in the history of America. There's been no larger black-owned real estate crowdfund in our country. And y'all um, got how much money through crowdfunding? $11.5 million we've raised Ooh. with 15,000 partners in 22 countries. Dang, that's a lot of money. The largest black equity capital raise since Marcus Garvey in 1921. 
Marcus Garvey. He was trying to take us back to Africa, wasn't he? He was. So am I. <laughs> Are you? Yes. Is that why you walked in dashikied out today? Yes. So tell us about that. Does it have anything to do with your transfer of wealth? Because we didn't really get into it just yet. Well, because you know what? I'm like, financial literacy, so we, we so focus on money, right? Because money is so attractive to us, and most of us come up in hard circumstance. So you always can bring people in with money, right? But I'm a, I'm a Malcolmite, right? I believe in A Malcolmite? Yes. <laughs> right? So I follow, I'm a Garveyite, I'm a Malcolmite. I follow Marcus Garvey and Malcolm X. Love and, it. And Malcolm taught us that we suffer from political oppression, economic exploitation, and social degradation. So we always focus on the economic exploitation, right? Financial literacy and wealth. We got to get the bag. But we can't forget that you could be rich but still be a slave. Ooh, mentally. So for, mentally and politically. So, okay, we got all this money, but it don't stop uh, Trayvon Martin from happening. It don't stop uh, Tamir Rice from happening. It don't stop uh, Alpha Wright from happening, right? So even with money, we, we still don't call a political system all this black wealth, but we still got a school of prison pipeline. So if we don't take control of our own governing of ourselves, we don't even have a nationality. We don't even have a flag. Mm. We don't even agree on who we are. Mm. So we're so wealthy. We're so rich. We're so up. We're so Louis Gucci Chanel down. But we don't even know who we are as a people. Mm. We don't even got a common governing system for ourselves. Politically oppressed, culturally oppressed for real. Right. And then Malcolm said social degradation. So right. So so I'm coming back to his wealth. And wealth is important. I'm saying it's not the only thing. Malcolm talked about social degradation, basically degrading ourselves. So like socially, what do you mean? Like, our women don't feel lifted by our men. Like, we literally the only culture in the world that use negative words to describe our mothers. Mm, I don't and know. Hispanics do it in their songs. If you listen to hip-hop rap or Hispanic And where they get it from? And, and who, are they? <laughs> <laughs> who they get it from, Lord? And, and they're of African descent, too. They Damn. just speak a different language. Damn. They're from the same cloth, on the same ships. They just had different masters. Mm. They spoke different languages. They have the same diaspora. So we're the only culture of people that, that do that. Uh, this, you know, uh, our, our infinity to the ninja word, right? Mm. But we can change that. Imagine if all day every black man you met called you queen. Every day, what's up, queen? Peace, it would queen. make you feel different. And it cost them nothing. Yeah. I was with a big homie from Chicago, and he was like, King, I ain't, because uh, we were out, out here in Atlanta on Peter Street. And I was like, hi, queen. And the, and the queen smiled at me. He was like, man, you killed him with that queen thing. Yeah. He thought it was a line. He thought it was a line. He was like, yo, I'm, he's like, I know women in Chicago ain't been called nothing good their whole life. Aww. I said, King, if you know women in Chicago ain't been called nothing good their whole life, who fault is that? Mm. You're the big homie. Mm. It's so it's so, so saying like so culturally, we have a lot, we have culturally we have a lot that we can do to lift ourselves. Things that are free cost us no money. Okay, so I'm gonna be the devil's advocate and stick a pin right here. I know where you're Let's going it. with it, but I just have to ask you for those who feel, and I just had a woman in here last week. I won't name her, but she said everyone doesn't need to be called a queen. Not everyone is a queen. Not everyone is a king. I agree with the second part. Not everyone is in their current state, but we want to speak life into them. The first part I disagree with. Everyone does need to be called that in our community because we have generations of trauma. We have generations of negativity. Mm. We have generations of being beat down, oppressed, dehumanized, demoralized, right? That's embedded in us. So how do we repair ourselves? They didn't repair us. It's not a Chinese man's job to repair us. It ain't a Russian man's job to repair us. So who the hell going to repair us? So it's our job. It's on our walk. So we can't say we, 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 no one, we shouldn't be doing or doesn't need to be done. Then, okay, to not do it, look at our results. Mm. Do we like where we're at right now? So if we don't like where we're at right now, we got to do something different socially, politically, and then obviously economically. Okay, so with that being said, let's talk about this 12-step real estate and business crash course. I'm looking at a book that you wrote. 
obviously it looks like it's already won lots and lots of awards. <laughs> I mean, this was like a real duty book to help That's me get my life. I, I want to call it a textbook, but the word textbook scares the living lights out of us, doesn't it? So I didn't want to call it that. Yeah. But it is. It is. It's, it's, it's a video textbook. There's actually 12 for each chapter. There's a QR code you can scan. And there's about an hour lecture for each chapter that I actually break down in video. <gasps> so I don't have to read. You ain't even got to read it. You oh, really Lord. Want to. You should have led with that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a video. It's an interactive video textbook, first of its kind, but it comes with quizzes, tests, workbook exercises, crossword puzzles. So it allows you to have fun with your family, to be able to learn some of the financial literacy principles, real estate principles, business principles. So you can actually learn the lessons, practice the lessons, and watch the lessons. So it covers seven different learning styles all in one video book. It's funny that you put this together. I would have to go on a limb here and say that's what stops a lot of people from getting information. Just the fact that you can only get it this one form. It comes in a book, and this book is overwhelming. I don't learn like that. <laughs> I, I can't learn like that. I don't learn through video. And sometimes we don't. It doesn't make it doesn't make you feel powerful to know that you're not going to understand something. It sort of that's makes true. you not even want to try. That's true. But you know what I, I mean? I want to say this. I hear the excuse that I don't learn through video so much, but I'm like, bro, you know all the words of that rap song off world stuff. Mm, but that song, yeah. we learn through song. Yeah. Song but, is easy. But you watch the video. But you watch the video too. <laughs> <laughs> you know every scene in that video. <laughs> but I That's agree with dope. you. Yes, we all do learn in different ways. So tell me, what is the first step to a real estate and business? If I'm learning and I'm in this book, what's the first thing I'm going to read? It's the mindset. The mindset we have to we gotta have to, have to shift to understand that real estate and business one that we're all in real estate, even if we don't think we are. Where are you sitting right now? In a chair. Where? where? A building. And what's that? A real estate. Yeah. Oh, even if it has nothing to do with me, though. Right. Well, anyone, everyone that's listening to this, where are they at right now? I can guarantee you, everyone listening to this I in a building, you, in a space. They're in real estate. Okay. They're in or on real estate. Whether it's land, whether it's your church, mosque, temple, where the kids go to school at, the private school, the public school, the college, it's all real estate. The whole world, listen, real estate is the only industry in the world that every industry needs. Mm. Even crypto and blockchain, NFTs, guess what? Their servers got to be in real estate. You can't have any business in the whole world without land. Everything that's on your body comes from real estate. Mm. Your hat, those hoop earrings, your jacket. All come from Stop reading me. I don't like you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm studying. Like, <laughs> right? Our jewelry, gold, the, the gas in our cars comes from what? All these wars is being fought. This Ukraine-Russia war, you know what it's about? Territory, land, mm. some real estate. Mm. So the first thing we got to understand is that we're all in real estate. Whoever owns the most land wins. So the book is prepared to equip us so we could be in the game, not just as consumers and custies. We would say on the block. Customers. <laughs> <laughs> Customers. Yeah. But as actual owners, as the ones that are providing the real estate, whether it's commercial, whether it's residential, whether it's agricultural or whatever, industrial, you can do real estate in all those different spheres. And you can do it without a lot of money, without a lot of credit. Oh, my God. Are you around. reading my head and my mind? I'm like, so if I don't have any money, I really can't be ahead of the game. No, we don't have a money problem. and We don't have a credit problem. We just have a strategy problem. I'm just like, what? We don't have Okay, so problem. you can strategize your ass off, but aren't you still going to need some money and some yeah, credit? Yeah, but it don't got to be yours. Mm, that's where the strategy I, comes yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> 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 right? So I'm not saying you don't need money to, to do real estate. You just don't need your money to do real estate. I'm not saying you don't need credit to do real estate. You just need your credit to do real estate. 
but you've got to be knowledgeable enough to be able to piece those gaps together of what we call syndicating real estate or being a facilitator, an organizer, a maestro, a quarterback, a point guard, mm. right? So you can be the one that's putting the plays together the same way we put plays together in the streets and in other aspects of our life. We can put the plays together on higher level things that we're just not, you know, cognizant of because they weren't taught in the school. Okay, so speak on, on that. Let's talk about your crowdfunding. How do you do something like that? If I'm in the car and I'm like, oh, I do know this person who has this much money and that person who has that much money, what's a smart way to bring that together and bring it to life? All right, so the key thing is that you yourself have to be knowledgeable and credible enough that those people will trust you. Ooh, let's start there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to give you money? Right, so you can be like, you know what, my aunt do got 70 grand, and my uncle do got, and my cousin just hit the lotto. But what makes you credible enough that they're going to say, yeah, I can trust you with this opportunity and this play? But now, if they know you've been studying, that you went to a school, took even a crash course and passed the test or, or something where you can talk about an ROI and how they find it, you could say, Uncle, you know what? You're only getting 3% in the bank. Well, not even 3 now. You're getting 1.9% in the bank, mm. right? And inflation's 7%, so you're really losing 5% on your money. But I have this two-family house in Decatur mm. that can make you back 1000 a month, which is 12000 a year, which would be a 12% ROI, return on your investment. That's greater than the money you get in the bank. Would you like to go in with me? And he'll go, how do you know all of that? Now you became credible. <laughs> He's like, boy, oh, you got smart. <laughs> right? So that, yeah. that, that, those little things alone, just tell them alone the value, simple terms, verbiage, show somebody. Because you understand, because the schools intentionally didn't teach us financial literacy and teach us real estate, when you learn the real estate game, it makes you smarter than 90% of Americans. Mm. I don't have a college degree. I graduated from an alternative program in high school but I'm smarter than most people when it comes to real estate and financing. So therefore, it makes it more credible. Like I, I can tell you about a loan of value or ARV after repair value or how to find a cap rate or how to find an ROI, right, an opportunity cost of money, and these different things. So you're saying, wow, he's definitely knowledgeable. And then knowledge plus that credibility, then you have influence. And then with that influence, you can be able to influence opportunities and partnerships. Oh, that makes sense. But it is going to take a little bit of time, right? Um, if, it depends on where you are in life. And it depends who you are in life. Oh. Right? So it doesn't take so much time because we have $13 trillion that are sitting in America's banks right now. Wait, what? Getting less than 1%. And that's people with Bank of America, Wells Fargo. Your average checking account, savings account is getting okay. less than 1% and there's $13 trillion sitting there. Wow. Mind you, on that less than 1%, the IRS is taxing you on that less than 1% of the earnings you get per year. So you're getting less than 1% in your bank account and you're getting taxed on that. And there's 27 trillion sitting in retirement accounts right now. So for the everyday person, your opportunity is people need to put that money to work in greater ways than where it's currently sitting. Called the opportunity cost of money. Where's the next best place I can put my money and where it's currently at? So all you gotta do is become a little bit knowledgeable enough to be like, listen, this house you buy for 70 grand is already worth 100 grand at 30,000 equity and can get you greater than where your money is currently at. And it's protected by the actual real estate, which ain't going nowhere. Are you down? <laughs> yes or no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you ain't got to be like that smart, take that long, and that much rocket science mm. to show somebody that you could transfer your wealth, you could transfer your money to a, a better place, and it'd be protected. Or as simple as, hey, listen, this is the, I think my, one of my greatest accomplishments, one of my most simplest accomplishments of all the things I've ever done, was to get a $2 million, and I'm looking to grow it, but a $2 million life insurance policy for my three daughters. As a black man, 
that have been through Rikers Island, C-74, Mod 3 Upper. They've been to Eastern Correctional Institution in Maryland, Annandale Prison in Jersey. Okay, right? we see your stripes. Right? Yeah, you you credited it. <laughs> to be able to have seven figures wow. set up for my kids is yeah. one of my, and all I got to do is die? <laughs> that's, one of the big, that's one of the easiest plays in the world. <laughs> Just live, then die, and your kids is rich. <laughs> and your kids is wealthy. That's one of the simplest things we yeah. can do to transfer our wealth. Yeah. So you can make money even in the financial industry just by syndicating that. Sitting down with your family. Hey, aunt, hey auntie, hey, cuz. Like, cuz, you out here gangbanging. All right, cool. I can't stop you from doing that, but put a bag on your head. Yeah, you could get a life insurancer. How do you become a life insurancer? I'm not saying that right. What are they called? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get that together first. Are they agents? Life insurance agent, right? Life insurance agent, life insurance policy. So you know, That's like, a great idea. Facts. Someone so is like, like yeah, right. you just help somebody make a Even lot of money. you've got a quarter million dollar policy for 50, 60, 70 bucks a month. Mm. And it's so many of us. I mean, and it's so scary. I'm going to share you a secret, which is really not a secret because I'm sure a lot of us struggle through this. Um, I'm just becoming an adult. <laughs> Didn't know it was actually going to happen. But now that I'm here, I'm finding myself get more insurance than just a car insurance. And I'm like, whoa, I'm supposed <laughs> to get all these other insurances right, rental too? Rental insurance, house insurance, and life insurance, and life insurance. Like, who knew I was supposed to get life insurance? And then I was finding out that my daughters and my son, they can actually take out life insurance while I'm still alive. What the heck? Yes. I know nothing about this stuff. Yes. How come I didn't know about this? Because they, because America didn't want to build a wealth class. Because if we all knew all the wealth strategies, we compete with their pot. America wanted to build an industrial class, a working class. So they'll teach us about photosynthesis, but won't teach us about a life insurance policy. Okay, how come I know how to compound a number, but I don't even need to do that anymore? Right. This is this is simple strategies, right? So this is what we talk about a wealth transfer movement. The more information we get out about how we can transfer wealth, that's how we bridge the wealth gap. The wealth gap right now is about 702000 between first place and last place per family. Oh, my. White America, which is in first place, black America, which is in last place, our gap is $702,000 of family wealth. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Right. That's, that's almost right. a million. It's almost a million in real life. So we got to be able to cut down that 702 in order for us to get to a place where we actually have bridged, right? We use this term, the hashtag bridge the wealth gap, but how do you literally do it in real life? That means last, either first place got to lose their rocker and lose their wealth, or last place has to gain more wealth. So these are the strategies how we can gain more wealth. Learn how to acquire more real estate that goes up in value over time. Gives you tax advantages. Gives you rental income. Gives you cash flow, right? Learn how to do simple things like that. We all got to live somewhere anyway. There's always going to be a tenant. There's always going to be a customer for real estate. Then learn how to leverage these insurances. Learn how to grow your wealth in other strategies too, right? Cryptos, stocks, NFTs, futures, whatever. So I don't believe in just like one or being a one-trick pony, but you should understand some fundamentals of wealth transfer, which is land and owning the world's largest, most impactful industry, real estate, and then life insurance, which is what the banks do. What do the banks invest in? The banks have their money in life insurance, and the banks have their money in real estate. Mm. All our mortgages are held by the banks. The bank's the biggest real estate owner in the world. Period. So all I'm saying for us to do is BYOB, be your own bank. Do what the banks do if we want to get money like the banks. Mm. And um, I'm going to go back to this 12-step real estate and business because, in theory, it sounds so easy, especially when you already have the information. But mm -hmm. if you are literally just trying, and I mean literally just trying, 
to keep your lights on, this concept is even too stressful to begin to think about. So if I'm trying to get that information, I'm trying to get it quick because I don't have a lot of time or money, is this 12-step real estate and business crash course going to get me there? It will get you there. It literally will get you there. It, it was uh, it's something I sat on for four years in, in perfecting that and the strategies in it. And it's so detailed, so thorough, and it's taught at a high school grade level. So we're actually going to be teaching that to high schoolers. So we, oh. we've just partnered with uh, the Georgia uh, Cyber Academy, and we're going to be teaching to, to, to them as well, some other schools we're already I working love on. It. Yeah, I so love that. We believe that if we can reach our youth earlier, that also helps bridge the wealth gap because our youth will have more information about financial literacy than we do, and we did. Because it's um, taken us a long time to catch up, and I'm in my 30s. Right. But if we can teach it to where a 15-year-old can understand it, then most of us 30- and 40-year-olds should be able to get it, too. Absolutely. With some intentionality. But, yeah, that book will get it there from no-money-down strategies to partnership strategies to buying your first home and just simple things. I, I get the – I lived most of my life. Well, yeah, I would say, well, not, not now, most now, but the first half of my life, <laughs> I lived paycheck to paycheck yeah. or below – actually below the poverty line, Right. I live with the free food stamps or the free uh, the free lunch tickets to school, right? That's how we came up. So I, I know that life and what is paycheck to paycheck. But my mom also made sacrifices along the way. And this is another thing. We'll live paycheck to paycheck. I said the mindset was the first thing. We'll be living paycheck to paycheck, but then we'll splurge out for Christmas. Man, isn't that hilarious? We right. find the money somehow with $200 J's but no food. You feel how me? Sway? <laughs> or got or, or we got our kids' phones with insurance on their phones, but ain't got insurance on our life. Oh, Lord, speak. Right? Or we, 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 we're, we're, pay, we're paying somebody's mortgage, just not our own. You're paying rent. You're paying somebody's mortgage, mm. just not your own, right? So if we can make little disciplines and sacrifices, that's something my mom did in making those sacrifices. We bought our first family house in the year 2000, coming off of government assistance. We bought a house with 3% down, put 3000 down on a $100,000 house. Wow. And in four years, that house appreciated in value, 100000 so our family was able to profit about $90,000 from living in a house in the hood that I literally trapped out of, but it still went up in value hundred grand in four years. You did not trap out your mama house. Off the porch. I'm about to give you a whooping. <laughs> she tried. <laughs> so we all have the opportunity, again, with some disciplines, right? So I'll get the paycheck to paycheck, right? But a lot of times we say we broke, we can't afford it, but... Are you real? We got that $20 a day loud bill. $20 a day is 600 a month. That's seventy two hundred a year. You got to do the math. Twenty dollars a day is six hundred a month. Seventy two hundred a year. That's three you know, percent down on a two hundred thousand dollar house. You know, half the issue is we don't budget. You know, I just started looking at how much I'm spending, how much I make versus how much do I want to have at the end of the month to year. I just a couple of months ago, <laughs> I just started doing this, and all of my friends, all of my everyone that I know, they live like I live. So that means we're all doing this, right? And we're all not doing this we actually. are the most onlyest last place people in the world onlyest yes it's only five dollars <laughs> it's only ten dollars <laughs> oh girls only everything we we, we we dead last and broke everything Ooh, only only Lord, you better say that <laughs> you that better Chick say chick-fil-a that. is only ten dollars <laughs> yeah ten dollars a day when your chick-fil-a is 300 a month that's your life insurance right there Ooh, you blew your life insurance bag on chick-fil-a Cause it's only ten dollars. But let the life insurance be twenty dollars a month. Ooh, Ooh, that's twenty dollars. Twenty dollars. <laughs> now I gotta think about it. Oh, oh no. What's wrong with us? Oh lord. <laughs> the vacation. Oh oh oh. 
Girl, it's only seven fifty. I'll be like, friend, I just learned about budgeting, bitch. I don't do that life no more. Because <laughs> <laughs> you want right to keep up. Cause I, I get it. Because like, when you ain't have nothing, when you got a chance to do something, have something. It feels good. It feels good. <laughs> but how does it feel, though, when your kids inherit nothing, though? It feels better to know that I'm going to be that granddad that they like, yo, pop-up set us up. Like, yo, like we up because what our great-granddaddy did. Like, think about your legacy. Now, it's hard because you want the instant gratification now. I want people to see Jay shining now. But I really care more so about the Morrison legacy and where the Morrisons are going to be in the year 2300. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, we got to start thinking, like, a longer game if we if our goal really is a, is a transfer wealth. If we just want to be like, you know, I'm going to spin it. I'm going to get mine right back. I'm going to blow my money fast. I blow, my, I blow mine slow, personally. Like, I'm... You're a slow blower. I'm a slow blower. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> but... <laughs> I love money slow. You know what I mean? I'm reading receipts. Like, yo, listen, my bill come. Good for you. I'm, I'm looking at the receipt. It ain't like, oh, I, I lived that life of, yo, I got it. I ain't worried about it. It's only, right? And I seen where that got me. But now, oh, oh sir, I'm sorry. I, I didn't order the asparagus, sir. Okay, you're going to need to take so this $4 off. Oh, you feel me? Because that $4 a day is 100, 120 a month. You got to count. And, and my heirs need that. Period. You got to so, count. So it's about who you're living for, right? So we really live for our heirs. And even if we want to play, like, a competitive game of race and race, right? Race as an ethnicity and race as in, like, running a race. Yo, we in last place in a, in a, in a, in a first-place team is dusting us right now and a score of 450 to zero, then it's like, yo, we got to be real disciplined on defense. Mm. We got if we really – unless we want to be just a laughing stock of the world – and mind you, we were the rulers of the world for most of the world. Isn't that crazy? But My, how we forget because it was so long ago. It be like that, even in the NBA. Golden State Warriors might be the it team now, but they was like the boo-boo team in the 90s. Mm-hmm. So it flip-flops. We were the rulers of the world. We civilized the world. We brought light into Europe, all of that. But now we last place. So the only way to or flip-flop that is we got to get back on our on our ish. Grind season for the whole community. You feel me? Like, it's grind season, y'all. Like, yo, we not up, up. We're literally the laughing stock of the world. <laughs> like, they, they, they borrow from all our swag, all our culture, all of that. But we are in last place, and we're the biggest consumers. Mm-mm-mm. We buy all our goods from them. We're happy to have a European car, a foreign car. We're happy to have a Swiss watch. We're happy to have European designers. Mm. We're happy to have Jewish attorneys. We're happy to brag about everything that's outside of our culture and to give all the money from our family, our legacy, from out our community into their community, getting them richer and richer, as Malcolm X said, while we get poorer and poorer. And we're happy to brag about it. We're happy to brag about our jewelers. None of our jewelers look like us. Mine does. Danielle Diamonds, ATL, black-owned woman jeweler. Ooh, I thought you was going to shout out Don. Why would I? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Unless Don was somebody I'm building with, that's of. I'm trying to give. Anytime I try to spend, uh, any kind of abundance of wealth or or splurge or whatever, I'm trying to do it with the black-owned company whenever I can. Oh no, Don Black. Oh, Don Black. Okay, I don't know Don Black. That so yeah, really- okay, then I would then. You know what I'm <laughs> so you know, but get my point though is like, if, if we are gonna transfer our wealth, every time you spend a bag, you transfer our wealth from your last name to somebody else's last name. Mm. See, we see companies as this mystical like machine in the sky. A company ain't nothing but a name, a.k.a. for a family. The Chanel, Fendi, Gucci, Louis, Mercedes, Ben, Bentley, whatever, 
is this an AKA for the family or the stockholders of the family that owns the company? And you're giving another family your family's money. That's it. Wow, make it make sense. That's Why it. don't you? Wow. That makes sense, and it really makes me a little upset now. I want my money back. Your whole mood just changed. Like, that's not going to sound positive. I want my money back, damn it. So, yeah, so we want to be able to okay. wealth transfer to our, our next generations, and when we are going, we got to spend money. We want to live good lives. We want to have fun, but it's about having some level of intentionality and consciousness that, like, listen, if I'm going to blow, and it's so funny, we're so traumatized that sometimes, like, I go to a black-owned restaurant, and, I, and this is me, this is Jay Morrison, and I'm, like, super tapped in and conscious and all of that. But I go to, like, the apartment 4B here in Atlanta. Love apartment Love 4B. And it's a nice little check when you go there. <laughs> yeah, and I had to catch myself, like, being almost feeling some kind of way about the bill. I'm like, bro, you go to Roots, Chris, and one of them, you don't say nothing about the bill. Mm. So why do we go to a black-owned restaurant? And it's like, why are they charging so much? But we don't feel like that when we go to a Isn't that another establishment. But let's be honest, black people love to overcharge when we are not root Chris and we be looking at the bathroom like, girl, if you don't put some paper towel in the damn that, bathroom. That's the difference. But but Bob I say, but establishment like 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 apartment four B will bring have that excellent. Yes, they do. They deserve Absolutely. they deserve the bag. Absolutely. Food's amazing, ambiance amazing, bathroom clean, and the paper towel on the floor with a little soap still on the <laughs> on the sink. I hate that when a little soap's still on the sink and it's just a little You're like a soap. Please. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then also though, with our businesses, we got to be patient with our businesses, too. We do. We're first if I go to a black, If I go to a black-owned business and it's not up to par, I'll critique them privately. And I'll give them the game just so they can be better. And hopefully they don't take offense. And I'll do it with love because mm-hmm. I want to see them do better. Yeah. But like you said, we're, we're first generation, many of us, at this. I mean, like, two grandmas ago, they, could, they weren't allowed to read. So it's like, all right, we got to have some grace. You know, we ain't going to have it all down down packed. They got a big head start. And I want to say you're not exaggerating either. People always think we're exaggerating when we say two grandmas ago. No, we're, we're being extremely honest. Two grandmas, your great grandma, she wasn't allowed to read. You got to put that into true perspective. Right. So, you know, so we think about that. We got to also like be patient with our businesses. So that's why I say this thing is like comprehensive, right? It's easy to be like, yo, financial literacy is going to fix it. It's like, nah, like. Financial literacy didn't get us into this problem. Like, this, this thing was strategized and, and, and orchestrated and, and been deep and, and been cultured, right? Mm-hmm. And so we got to be that comprehensive and intentional about our solutions. So it's like, all right, I got to be financially lit. So that way it takes a, it takes an ease and angst off you when you can pay the bills, right? When you can't pay the light bill and the water bill, it's stress. You ain't trying to think about nothing, no king, queen, nothing. Man, I'm just trying to. Live, right, we're trying to live, we're trying to survive. Has got us to this point. Right, but we also got to understand as we aspire to survive and then thrive. And I got a, some some gems for us on surviving and thriving. But as we look to do that, um, we do have responsibility to ourselves, to our families, but then to our community. Right, we can't just stop at family. Like, oh, me and mine got ours. Like, we good. No, we have a whole community that 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 needs to come up. Absolutely. And so, and I, I really think that um, I challenge our kings, our men. To start stepping up to the plate more, I think that uh, another part of our, our social and cultural uh, destruction, if you will, or um, lack of progression, is that our men bailed out. Like, just men went for theirs and forgot about the family. Like, it, it, I, saw, I saw a post from Chris Paul the other day. He was like, shout out to, shout out to my mom, the backbone of our community, celebrate his mom for a 60-year 60 60 year birthday. And I was like, it's a shame that so many of our moms and grandmas got to be called the backbone of the family. Like, that's supposed to be the man. He's supposed to be the backbone. The woman's supposed to be his help meet, help him meet the family goals and meet, meet, meet his purpose from God from, in life. So it was like, so as our, I encourage our men 
who plant all these seeds, these kids all over. Like we gotta like be more responsible in our seed planting, <laughs> right? <laughs> all these. But when we do plant these seeds, we gotta step up to the plate and you know what I mean, and really be there for for our families because it's, it's really on us. If the men, if 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 the black man got his stuff together, our community could be straight in a matter of one generation. Mm. If every single man that planted a seed in a woman held down and took care of that seed, the gangbang in Chicago wouldn't be what it's been. The crime in Bankhead wouldn't be what it's been. They just need some love. I be trying to tell people that. Love, some example, love. mentorship, instruction. Yeah, they do a little, little more love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they do need all of that. They're so misguided and unloved. That's scary. Right. And so it's like we, we, we gave the... Is no diss to our women, but we allow allowed our women. No, we didn't allow. We forced. forced. We are forced to be this strong, and as a woman who is tired, yes. I am saying we, forced we did our not women want to raise to be this, this, gener- this last two generations. Mm. We forced them to, and look at where we're at. Because you're asking women to raise men, and look at the kind of men we got right now. That's because of lack of fathers. If yeah. you go back three and four generations where men were raising men. You've seen a different kind of man, a man that he knew was a responsibility to make sure that he protected, he provided, he stayed up for the family, that he, you know what I'm saying, walked in a certain level of dignity. Like, our dignity has just, like, shrunk and shrunk and shrunk. Mm. And our level of, like, of, of responsibility, community accountability, all that has shrunk. Right now, we're like a, a almost a moralist and valueless culture, and that's cool. You say almost? <laughs> I was being generous. I'm like, depending on who you ask, we just shake our head, put our phone down, and walk. And just keep walking. You know, the closer you get to society, the more your values and your morals begin to blur into a state of non-existence. That's what, that's what they want. They want non-existent values. Like, anything goes. That's okay. Like, bro, in what society have you ever saw in the world where anything went and that works? And it works, right. The issue is it's not going to work like this. You need rules. You need guidelines. You need boundaries. We like want to live so lawless and so ruleless and so reckless. Like that doesn't work. Like you actually need moral code and conduct. You need commandments. Mm. You need structure. What military do you know has no rules? Mm-mm. You gotta have structure. So we as a culture want to live structureless because it feels good. <laughs> yeah, our inhibitions are controlling our lives, right? Isn't that scary? Right. Okay, you yeah, all. all that. Yeah. So this has been quite a conversation with Jay Morrison. Obviously, we know you from the streets. Um, a lot of us know him from business settings. You have a lot um, to be proud of. Your empire legacy is continuously growing here. I know you're not from Atlanta, but you have made quite an impression here in the city. We're talking about this 12-step uh, real estate and business crash course that you have. I'm really excited because um, at 15, I started selling dope. And I didn't know that I, I could do anything different. I didn't know that I could, you know, be a businessman, entrepreneur, real estate, finance, or anything. Um, and by 17, I, uh, you know, 18, I caught my first felony. And so um, to be able to plant these seeds of financial literacy, of real estate, just in our, in our youth. And there's, there's kids that I taught in 2012. I started teaching in schools through my Hip Hop to Homeowners program who are now, they were like 16 then, and now they're like 26. And they're like, yo, bro, you came to my high school when I was a junior, and now I got a three-family property. Wow. Like, so I've watched how seeds planted with youth have materialized in real life. And so um, I just, I just, I love it. That's part of my purpose, man, and just, you know, doing God's work, doing whatever I can do to help shift our culture.
Nice. How can we grab this book? Yes, yeah, so that book and many of our other curriculum are found at LegacyCenterUniversity.com. That's LegacyCenterUniversity.com. Okay. I have a free real estate training on the site. I have that book that you can um, purchase, a video textbook. It has videos for every single chapter you can watch, lectures. And we have um, some other amazing curriculum on credit, real estate, business, and other workshops you can get. And we're following you at Jay Morrison, or is Mr. It J. Morrison. Yeah, all platforms: Instagram, follow, follow, follow your brother, uh, <laughs> at Mr. J. Morrison. YouTube, Mr. J. Morrison. Facebook, Mr. J. Morrison. All over uh, all platforms. Yes, and you can also follow me at Mo Quick ATL. No e after the Mo. And I really hope you join us for the next episode, the Mo Show.